0: Logan Webb roughed up in the first inning, and that was basically the game. The Giants weren't able to recover from the five runs he gave up. But but the beauty of being in the strong position the Giants are in overall is that not every loss is devastating. And in fact, the Giants are going for another series win today, and they're starting a pitcher who you probably wouldn't have expected that they're going to start. And it's kind of a big deal. We'll get into it next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. day. we're free and available wherever you get podcasts including YouTube if you're on YouTube hit that subscribe button right now download the game time app create an account and use code lockedonmlb for $20 off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and coming up on today's show yes we're not going to dwell too much on this loss there's not that much to say about it and that's what I, that was my point was that when you're in a pretty good position not every loss has to be devastating. And I think of the example, of course, you know, it's kind of a cliche, but if you win a hundred games, it's obviously a great season. You're going to lose 62 times. That's a lot of times. And so, you know, imagine dwelling and getting upset and devastated by everyone. You don't. And uh the Giants are not on a hundred win pace, but the halfway point of the season comes after today's game. And so if they lose, then they're You know, they've won 45 games, so they would be on pace for 90. And if they win, they'll have won 46. And so they would be on pace for 92. So, I mean, that would be a good result if the Giants win 90 to 92 games. And that's currently where their pace is, so to speak. So Logan Webb, of course, you know, he went out there in the first inning and he gave up five runs. And that was basically the game. I mean, the Giants only scored one. And so that was it. And there's not too much else to say about this. Logan Webb settled in. He didn't allow any more runs and retired pretty much all the rest of the hitters he faced the rest of the way. Not all of them. gave up a couple more base runners, but final line, five innings, uh, eight hits, a lot of those in the first, no walks, five strikeouts, no homers. That's good to see. And then Ross Stripling made his first appearance in a long time. And I think, you know, it's kind of a big deal that he was able to come back. And also Gabe Kapler pointed out it's a big deal that they were able to cover this game with only two pitchers. And so all the talk about the bullpen games and sustainability and all that, you know, a game like this where you don't even use them, essentially, is how you make up for that. And I pointed out yesterday it wasn't a bullpen game. It was like an Alex Wood start. Essentially, it was just Ryan Walker pitched the first inning instead of the sixth inning and then five innings from Alex Wood. So anyway, uh, those were kind of the, there's not much else to say except that Michael Conforto exited the game with hamstring tightness, I believe was the official kind of word. But uh, from what I heard, they're not going to scan him. And so maybe it's just pretty mild, but You know, if he misses time, you're missing, obviously, Mitch Haniger. you're missing Mike Yastrzemski with a hamstring issue, and then Michael Conforto, potentially, and that's your starting outfield. Those are your three main guys against a right-handed pitcher. Against a lefty, you'd see just, like, Slater platooning in there. And by the way, Slater came in for Conforto and hit a home run against a righty, so he's had some opportunities against right-handed pitching lately and has taken advantage of it but you know he always shows flashes of it but then if you watch the rest of his at bats like it'd be one it'd be easy to focus on the home run but then the rest of his at bats there was a leadoff double and then against a righty he struck out just for example not able to move that guy along so he has his struggles against right-handed pitching and we could pull up the numbers, but that's not really the focus here. I wanted to focus, like I said, on actually moving forward and looking at today's game where the Giants have have a chance to win another series. They've won many series in a row. They won the D-back series. They won the Padres series, taking three out of four. And then back to the road trip, they swept the Dodgers. They swept the Cardinals. So yeah, they they're Their last series loss was against the Cubs at home when they lost two out of three. And prior to that, they swept the Rockies. And so it's been a good month. They did lose two out of three to the Orioles at home also. So, you know, like I said, you don't dwell on the loss and you have a chance to get another series win on the road before heading out to face the Mets, who are kind of floundering big time right now. Their owner just did a press conference yesterday trying to, like, Take responsibility for the way the season has gone for the Mets, and so hopefully the Giants. I said this about the Cardinals, and I'll say it about the Mets: kick them while they're down, and they're down right now. Uh, but today's game features a starting pitcher you would probably not expect because he's been pitching out of the bullpen, and that is Keaton Wynn. And what have I said if you've if you're an everyday or you've heard me say on the show? When Keaton Win is pitched, like it didn't take much for me to say this, that to me it looks like a starter's repertoire. Like the fastball is upper nineties, the splitter is like upper eighties, low nineties, and it has wicked movement. And it just like just watching the hitters react to the pitch is. Uh, clearly it's a good pitch. Like, they're just like, whoa, what is who is this guy? And then he's also got a two seamer, like a sinker, to go along with that two pitch primary mix. And the sinker is, it's got pretty good movement itself, and it's like 95 miles an hour. And so, Keaton Wynn, he's pitched 12 innings in the major leagues, uh, has strike, he he hasn't really struck a ton of guys out, but he has gotten a ton of ground balls. And, a 375 ERA, a 323 expected ERA, 385 fielding independent pitching, granted out of the bullpen, but also three appearances, 12 innings, so he's gone an average of 4 innings per appearance. And so I think that it's a big deal that he's making a start and that it's not just like an opener situation. And so it's a big opportunity for him because there's clearly some there's some opening in the starting rotation right now. You've got I've explained this, but in the bullpen, they've got like five or six guys who could be starting pitchers. Their only real true relief arms are Doval, the Rogers twins, and Ryan Walker. And then the rest of the bullpen is like these long relief types. And Keaton Wynn, I mean, I'm just not going to put him into that category of a long reliever, I think he has the opportunity to be a quality major league starter, and he's going to get that chance today against the Toronto Blue Jays. So I look forward to that, and it's an opportunity to win a series. Hopefully the Giants can do it. They'll be going up against Chris Bassett, who hasn't had the best first season in Toronto. So coming up in just a minute, we're actually going to get to some more mailbag questions. We had uh, several Leftover, we're still gonna have several leftover after we get to these ones today, but lots of questions, including who are the real giants? Are they these most recent 40 games or are they the first 40 games? We'll get into it in just a minute, but before we do, this episode is brought to you by game time. Buying tickets shouldn't have to be such a stressful event, and for me, I don't know about you, but it always was before game time, and two of the things that were the most stressful for me. Number one, like maybe I buy my tickets in advance. In fact, that's something I often do. What if I'm going on the road? Let's just, that's a great example. Like if I'm going to another stadium, perhaps when I haven't been to before, I don't know when is the best time to buy the tickets. Is it, you know, months before? Is it the day of? Is it somewhere in between, and so I stress out about, am I getting the best price? And the other thing, especially with a venue I haven't been to, is what is the view from the seat? And one of the things you can't tell from just looking at a seating chart is how high is the elevation. And so you don't know. You can see it's a different deck or level, but how high is it? What does it look like? And with game time, all of that is solved. You get images of seat views and the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Wow. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code MLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, here we go. We are going to get to some mailbag questions because, like I said, we don't need to dwell for 22 to 30 minutes about... uh, a loss to the Blue Jays when you've got a chance to take a series on the road uh, t- tonight. Uh, thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. dayers tomorrow will be breaking down hopefully a series win uh, against the Blue Jays and Keaton Wynn making his first major league start. That's pretty exciting to me. Giants play the Blue Jays with Keaton Wynn on the mound tonight again at 4.07 Pacific and you can catch Every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, search Giants. So yeah, let's just jump right into the mailbag questions that I wanted to get to. Elon's Musk asks, what does the front office believe are the real Giants, the first 40 games or the most recent 40 games? So yeah, I mean, they've played exactly 80 games. You're right. I mean, this question was asked several days ago couple days ago and now they really have played the first 40 and the last 40 so i don't actually have the numbers pulled up about what is their record in the most recent 40 versus the first 40 but obviously they've been better recent recently than they were to start the season i know they started 6 and 13 but really i think their turnaround started earlier than the first it wasn't like they were bad for 40 games they they were bad for a few weeks And then they started to turn it around. But the boring answer I'm going to give you, Elon Musk, is that I think the front office believes that they are a combination of the two and that they are what they are overall. And so, like, they are, I mean, what does the front office believe? They may believe something. they, They have their own, like, projections for their players and for the rest of the league. And so they're not gonna be like fooled by a sample of 40 games or something they 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 have a, pro, a projection system that's telling them exactly what they think the team is gonna do but like in in my opinion which you're not asking for but i'm just gonna give because i think it's a more like fitting answer is that their overall winning percentage is 563, 56.3% of the games they have won. It's a pace of like 91 wins. Like I said, if they lose today, it's they'll be at a pace of 90 wins. If they win today, they'll be at a pace of 92 wins. So right now they're at a pace of about 91 wins. And I think that that's about where they are. But the thing is, is the injuries can change everything. If you start losing your players, then It changes everything, right? Of course. But that's also factored into the projections for a team. And the Giants know their current situation. And they, you know, they know if they were to lose guys, who would be the guys who substitute and replace them. So, so far, it's been a tough year for injuries for the Giants. Not the toughest. Plenty of guys have stayed mostly healthy. And. You know, their most important guys like Webb and Doval and J.D. Davis and Lamont Wade and Tyro have been healthy for the most part. But yeah, they have certainly dealt with some injuries. The youth that's come up like that factors in to your future projections. And those guys weren't necessarily there for the first 40 games like that made them a different team with Patrick Bailey specifically has kind of separated himself behind Bailey. I would say Luis Matos and then behind Luis Mato's Casey Schmidt. And it's probably like you would, it before the season, have reversed that in terms of expectations for these players. But Patrick Bailey has been the most impactful by far of the position player rookies who have come up. And then you've also got guys like Keaton Wynn, who has the potential to establish himself as a major league starter, and it could start tonight. But the boring answer is that the bigger the sample, the better the accuracy. And so I think the front office believes, although, again, the new players and the injuries play a role, that the team is what it's been over the larger sample. So I guess that's more closely resembling the most recent 40 games. Kind of, maybe. I'd have to look at what their record is. But that's the boring answer. The next question comes from SF Sports Fam, who says, why is it taking so long for Kyle Harrison to be called up? The Giants need more starting pitching depth ASAP. And they may. They're also getting close to the All-Star break, so they're going to have a chance to kind of reset like four days off or three or whatever it is. And also, like I said, they've got Like yesterday, they were able to cover a game with just two pitchers and Ross Stripling and Logan Webb. And you don't think of Ross Stripling as like a reliever, but he's kind of – they're just – the Giants are covering innings in an unorthodox way, and I think it's throwing people off and saying like they they can't sustain all these bullpen games, but they're not really bullpen games because you're just having guys like starting, quote-unquote, covering large – amounts of innings in the middle of the games as opposed to like right at the beginning. But I agree with you that like if I was worried about building a roster for a playoff run, I think that clearly starting pitching is a need and you'd really like to have another top arm to kind of pair with Logan Webb and then, you know, have Alex Cobb after that. And then after that, I mean, it does get kind of iffy and I don't feel great about Alex Wood or Scofani, who have both been kind of inconsistent this year, so yeah. But your question is about Kyle Harrison, and the answer is he's walked. He's just continuing to walk too many people, and so they just don't think it's going to translate to success, given how how much difficulty he's had with throwing strikes, and that in his most recent outing he went two and a third gave up seven earned runs, three homers, walked to hit a batter, struck out only two. And so his most recent outing was his worst outing of the year. And, you know, talk of service time manipulation or anything like that, I think is kind of bogus or just inaccurate. And Kyle Harrison just simply hasn't done yet the things that they want him to do in order to earn a call-up. Uh, I mean, the walk rate, he's walking seven guys over seven guys per nine innings which is just you want that even if it's at like four that's really kind of high you want that around three or so and yeah so he just hasn't performed in the way they want him to yet in AAA but he's young and I would expect that in time he will be able to do so. So the next question is Mosh, is coming from Mosh, who says the Giants have to look more attractive to Otani in the offseason if they keep winning, right? And the answer to that question I will get to in just a minute. People want to know about Shohei Otani for sure. And we will answer the question uh, about the Giants and Otani in just a minute. But before we do. All right, as promised, we are going to get to this question about Shohei Ohtani and do, does the Giants having a successful season so far? And we'll see how it goes the rest of the way. Influence the potential of signing Shohei Ohtani. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, breaking down can the Giants win this series? It's a you know the rubber match as they say, and so a big game in that sense. Carry that? Can they carry that? Uh, you know, momentum into New York if they were able to win a series and Keaton Win making his first start, that's a big one. If he can have a good start, then he could stick in that rotation, given that nobody's really sees that role. Uh, the Giants play the Blue Jays tonight at se- uh, 4.07 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app Search Giants. So yeah, this question from Mosh about Otani. So, the Giants have to look more attractive if they keep winning, right? Yes, I think 100%. And I did an episode with uh, Sully from Lockdown MLB, which is a great show and you should check it out. But before the season, and it was like, we were talking about the Giants and their offseason and whatever. And one of the major topics we got into was next year's free agent class because we were discussing how clearly this past offseason the Giants went big game hunting. They tried to sign Aaron Judge. They had an agreement with Carlos Correa, who, by the way, has had a very rough season. And Giants have like eight players, seven or eight players who have been better than Carlos Correa this year. Just goes to show you the craziness of baseball and the unpredictability and how just getting a star doesn't necessarily do what you think it's going to do in baseball. But we said, you know, clearly they were going big game hunting last offseason and then if you're talking about I mean, why wouldn't they do it again this offseason? It was kind of our point and the this free agent class is just not as deep as last year's or the year before and Really, Otani is like the main guy. I mean, obviously, he would be the main guy, no matter what. But after Otani, I'd have to look at it again, but there aren't that many guys who are even in line for deals over a hundred million. if If anything, we're looking at starting pitchers and not position players. And Otani, of course, is partially a starting pitcher. but the the main takeaway from that discussion I had with Sully was that the Giants needed to win this year because if you have if you follow up a 500 season with another disappointing year 500 or worse or even like a game whatever you know a disappointing season then that 107 win season looks like it's totally in the rearview mirror and totally a fluke and i just was was saying then i don't think you have any shot at this guy really because his main thing is that he wants to win from what i've heard you know in the media and the Angels, like playing for the Angels and how they've been unable to even get him to the playoffs has taken a toll. And this year they they could make a run and make the playoffs with him, but there's just no question that if the Giants, like, say they even just take off even more and just win, you know, not only 90, 91, 92, but like 94 games or whatever, and then have, I think, Once you get there, then get greedy and start having some postseason success. And you look at like the way people thought about the Padres, for example, last year. Even though they lost in the NLCS, they just showed well in the wild card series and then in the division series against the Dodgers. And so, if you can be a team like that or more, you know, be be a team like the Phillies that goes to the World Series. And of course, winning the World Series is the ultimate goal, but it's hard to do, is what I'm saying. But you know, you could definitely be on the radar there. The one thing I'll say is that Andy Baggerly reported that, uh, Seiya Suzuki, who apparently the Giants also were interested in, uh, he Baggerly reported that Seiya Suzuki didn't want to play for the Giants because of like reporting in Japan about the state of the city and like homelessness and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know anything about if that's true. I mean, I assume it's true based on Baggerly's reporting and also like, you know, just kind of, I guess there was a big major report or something in Japan that was widely viewed and it was about San Francisco, something like that. And Seiya Suzuki never went to San Francisco. That's part of the equation here is that he was just like from Japan and had never seen these cities before. And so I think maybe you can be skewed by that If versus if you've actually been to San Francisco and seen, you know, the positive side of which is most of it, the city. And for Shohei Otani, he's been to San Francisco as a player and the Giants will play the Angels at some point this year. And I believe, based on my memory of thinking about this before, I believe that they will come to San Francisco. Let me see. I'm scrolling through the schedule. It looks like it'll be in, oh, they go to Anaheim. So I guess they the Angels don't come to San Francisco this year, sadly, because I was thinking like Giants fans should give like a standing ovation to Shohei Otani just to kind of put it in his mind that they really want this guy but uh the angels don't come here this year uh so anyway shohei's actually been to san francisco experienced the ballpark and the how beautiful it is in the surrounding area i don't know what year exactly he came here and what the fan you know attendance and all that was like but i'm kind of rambling at this point but yes i think that winning is critical for trying to have a shot at this guy and then beyond that I've expressed my doubts about the front office kind of, I think that he would be actually an exception though, but you know, they, they hesitate to give long-term deals to pitchers and Otani's probably going to get like 10 plus years. And he is largely a pitcher and otherwise a DH, but the point has been made by others asking the question, kind of responding to me in like follow-up mailbag questions. And then, I agree a hundred percent that I think that if he had some sort of, if the pitching started to become a problem and he was experiencing arm issues or whatever, at some point in a 10 year deal or whatever, it's possible that he could just ditch the pitching and play. Like he's such a good athlete. He could easily to me, play the outfield. He's got great speed. He's obviously got a great arm. So There's nothing this guy can't do on a baseball field, maybe catcher, maybe he would not be a great catcher or shortstop, but I mean, as an outfielder or a first baseman, but really as an outfielder, that would kind of, I think you could project he's still going to be a stud as an outfielder. So those are my thoughts on Otani, but absolutely, yes, winning is critical. Last question. Mike Yastrzemski Enjoyer says, D. started out pretty hot. And although his last start on Sunday was good, it has been a rough stretch for him lately. What does he need to do to get back to his early season form? Or is he exper- just experiencing some Alex Cobb 2021 bad luck? 2022 bad luck. Um, Yeah. So I don't think it's just bad luck. Like he looked so sharp and the, the shapes of his pitches and the command, I think command has been a big thing, but also the, the shapes of his pitches. And what I mean by that is the literal shape when they come out of the hand, like his sinker just had beautiful shape. The slider was good. He was flipping over. Uh, I don't know. Does he throw a curveball? But basically the sinker and the slider are the main weapons for him. And, They've just not quite had that same... He showed flashes of it, you're right, in that last start where it did, at times, he was really sharp and looked like that first-month Anthony Discofani, but, yeah, for the stretch of struggles, it was, like, command and pitch shape. So I really think it's just kind of... It's a thing that needs to... I don't know if he's experiencing any kind of pain or injury or whatever because that can definitely influence those things, but it's not just bad luck. It's stuff that he needs to work on. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Everydayers tomorrow breaking down the finale in Toronto before the Giants head to New York for their last road series of the first half of the season before the All-Star break. Uh, Keaton went on the mound. We'll be breaking that one down, making his first career start. Giants play the Blue Jays tonight at 407 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.